It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Jessica Rosenthal. This week we spoke with Anna Colton, a former television news anchor in Russia. She worked at NTV, a pro-Kremlin-leaning media outlet. Colton says most media outlets are pro-Kremlin in Russia unless they're independent. But now with the war in Ukraine, independent media has dried up. Russia has a new law that threatens 15 years in prison to those who speak out against the war, or as the Kremlin puts it, to those who broadcast fakes, as in fake news. Colton, who now lives in Washington state, shared her thoughts about the state of the Russian media landscape, her opposition to the war, and what Russian people are being told about the war. She also talked about her own confusion surrounding propaganda, differentiating what is real and what is fake. We spoke to her, by the way, around the same time that Vladimir Putin went on Russian TV to call Russians who oppose what he calls a military operation traitors and scum. We often have to cut interviews down for time during the week, but we thought you might like to hear this full interview. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the Weekday Rundown podcast if you haven't already. Now, here's Anna Colton on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Okay, mm-hmm. let's start, Anna, because I know you have limited time. Um, yeah. Anna, give me your name and whatever title we're supposed to call you as a, a former Russian TV anchor, like whatever title you want us to use. Yeah, my name is Anna Carlton, and I'm a former news anchor. I worked on NTV. It's a um, third largest broadcast company in Russia. Wow. Anna, you still speak to people in Russia. Um, mm-hmm. various family, friends, whatever that you that you are still in touch with, I imagine. Um, what is your understanding of what the Russian people are being told now in the media? I want to say that, first of all, what's going on now, it's a big tragedy. Uh, it's a tragedy that I haven't expected to have in my lifetime. It's a real war. And as war um, kind of uh, keep going, uh, propaganda that is existing in Russia uh, takes over people's mind, and we, I think, there they don't have a clear um, picture of what's really going on because it's a war and it's propaganda, and they present it with only one side. Um, it's it's one thing. Another thing, just people very scared to do or say anything, and I think that the past. Uh, I, I think in the months, uh, the couple of liberal uh, channels were shut down, biggest channels um, and other media, uh, including newspapers and radio stations. So we're witnessing how um, the, the what's called the rest of uh, freedom is dying in Russia. Anna, what are people being told as to why Russia has gone into Ukraine? You know, they have um, only one perspective. It's, it's perspective that Russia um, protecting their people in Ukraine. And that's what majority of people who only have like three channels, main channels, um, learned. They don't have more information. They don't have, given that more than half of people, more than 50% don't have an access to internet or other alternative um media sources they only have that pictures and the only one governmental narrative 
I understand there's now a law that someone can get 15 years in prison for reporting anything that the Kremlin considers fake. And we all saw that video of um, Marina Ovsianakova. She was holding up that Mm -hmm. sign on Russian state TV against the war. Does Putin, in your opinion, like feel like controlling the media isn't enough? He has to threaten he has to threaten Mm -hmm. people with prison time. You know, what we're witnessing now, it's uh, we're talking about nuclear weapons, but uh, in, in the information uh, and media is another nuclear weapon when you have power over minds of people. And believe me, people in Russia are very brilliant, smart and intelligent. But uh, this is what's happening when you have control over uh, their perceptions of the way they're getting information, because a lot of those people believing in, uh, in what pre- the president is doing is right. That's the only way of resolving the issue. Even there's like many, there were many ways how uh, he can um, handle that issue, right? Not just through killing other people and uh, through war. Listen to the all new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Tell me about your time working in Russian media. You worked at NTV, right? And I understand that is, is that considered pro-Kremlin? Was it considered pro-Kremlin when you worked there? Yeah, all major stations and broadcast companies, uh, they were pro-Kremlin uh, why, one way or another. It's not like you directly, you've been told like do this or do that, but you kind of uh, working in an environment uh, where there's certain rules and you need to follow them. So in a way you kind of like a, you know, just a soldier doing your job and everyone were doing their jobs. I want to say that uh, 10 years ago, it wasn't that strict and brutal. And um, if, uh, still, you cannot say what you think, but it was OK. I could say that. But now and we're witnessing and we see what's going on with this with journalists. Right. And I want to say that with Maria Sanikova, who uh, came out behind the anchor, she only get fine in two hundred eighty dollars, which is not a big it's not a big fine. And um, she weren't jailed yet. Uh, while if we compare to what happened with Navalny and protesters and activists who disagreed with Putin politics, they got uh, fine, fines way more than that. I think what happened here, it's just uh, government Government understands that the whole, the rest of the world watching what's going on in Russia. That's why they are very careful on what they're doing. Mm. I think what happened was uh, the single girl, uh, and she wasn't like a famous journalist or, you know, like um, she was affecting uh, opinions of a lot of people writing articles. Um, she worked just at the one department, but it's, it's a pure heroism, and she is a hero in my eyes uh, she wasn't told you know by anyone even like by a uh, foreign agency it was just her her decision decision of one simple person right a woman a mother of two children that she doesn't want to live in country like that that she disagrees with it you know and i think that yeah she's lucky that she get just that fine but i hope we're all gonna watch what's on what's going on with her what's gonna happen with her it, it makes some of us think that there are people in Russia, even even though independent media has been liquidated, Echo Moscow and TV Rain yeah. and other outlets have been are, are now no more. There are obviously people getting information somehow. Right. This woman got is getting mm-hmm. information somehow that is making her say that the, 
that she doesn't believe in this war. How are people like I'm on Telegram and I'm in contact with a couple of people in St. Petersburg. Um, They still have Telegram. They still have their channels that they're getting information off of. And they send me articles from like Medusa. Um, How are people getting information if if there's this big crackdown on media? I think some people still have an access to uh, some internet resources. It's impossible to shut down everything, right? So we would imagine that there are people that spreading information. And of course, in the 21st century, it's impossible to imagine that we will be living uh, like we did in um, USSR, like for 70 years now, uh, information. So of course, people are getting information. The other thing, how are you going to handle this information? And it's a, a, almost a psychological thing when, you know, it's hard to accept, okay, I live in the country that does this and it's not right. So some of the people would think that, again, from my um, from my opinion, from like I'm talking to people and I see what's going on in their minds. It's confusion. It's fear. It's a normal fear that it's hard to uh, go against the crowd and the um, this motto like, OK, we don't leave our people in war. That's a very powerful thing. Patriotism is a very powerful thing. People feel like, OK, like I can go against the country and the government because, you know, our people are dying. But that's what I think is, uh, in a way, in all this, right? It's a manipulation of uh, political manipulation. And again, I want to say that, look, now we're talking about Russia and that Russia get into this war and we're all um, here, uh, at least, right, on the West, we're judging and um, condemning um, Putin's actions. But I, I want to say that I'm against any war. It, it doesn't matter where it is. We need mm. to stop. We need to think that if politicians cannot resolve uh, situations peacefully, we don't need those politicians. It doesn't matter if it's Russia, United States or Africa. You know, we need to move to a place where we can choose people, our servants, our governments who need to give us the freedom, the peace and and a normal life, that's what we want. Instead of being in this weird situation like we're now and trying to understand who is right, who is wrong. Right. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. And back to your time in, in Russian media, you said that there was no like order or like discussion like, okay, we have to make our stories like this. There, there was just, it sounds like almost that there was just some sort of understanding that we all have to kind of march like a soldier, you said. But yeah. how, how did you and others that you worked with handle certain stories about um, opposition leaders like Navalny or about people who were killed, journalists who were killed or people who were poisoned um, by, by, I guess, Mm. Putin or the Kremlin? Like, how how did you guys maneuver around those stories or did they just not get reported? My job was a little bit different. I was a, a news anchor, right? So I would just report news. And I also worked on a different channels where it was a little bit different specific, not politics. Uh, but I, mm-hmm. you know all the stories when you go too far, like, like Anna Politkovska, right? And if you touch something that is untouchable, so you probably will be in danger. And um, that's what happened to those people, to those journalists, Right. So there is a certain line if you're going to cross that. So you are in trouble. 
I talked to an older man in Moscow in, in late February. He's originally from Ukraine, but he lived in Moscow his adult life. He has family in both Russia and Ukraine. And he told me that when he tries to talk to his own family in Russia about what life is like in Ukraine, that, you know, many people speak Russian freely. There's no ban on speaking Russian in Ukraine. Um, when he, tr- he said when he, when he tries to talk about Ukraine, his family does not believe him. They only believe what they see on Russian media. And he said that there are these huge family fights over this, mm-hmm. like to the point where it it causes like a, a, a rupture in the family. Have, is that yeah. the case? Uh, absolutely. This is what paradoxical about the situation. Like uh, for years, the, it was planted in the minds of people that what the uh, politics of Putin is good and right and we're going in the right direction. Even before that, when Navalny made this movie, uh, Putin's Palace, and was and he also made a lot of other movies that would show the corruption and insane, insane wealth of people on top of uh, the government government or related to government or even just, you know, other people, uh, uh, people were kind of like thinking, OK, this is like not normal. But now when it's war, uh, everyone kind of like got into this crowd to support the government. It's one thing. Another thing, the power of propaganda is showing only one side, like we said, and now they have this uh, sites war with fakes and um, journalists that working to show that, OK, this is not true. Like whenever I talk to people from Russia, like my friends, they would t- tell me, OK, this is fake. Like if you show them a dying woman, they will tell you, OK, it's filmed from four cameras and it's fake. And wow. they believe in this. Um, uh, but I want to say that, you know, maybe in a, like, I don't know, sometimes I, I read it, I look at it and I think, yeah, maybe, you know, Ukrainian government or whoever it is, um, some kind of department doing this and maybe it's not right. It's, it's, it's a fake. I don't know. I had a little bit of uh, doubts myself, but the thing is, okay, if we will just for a minute, think those people in war who don't have much money to uh, actually stage all of these things, how is it? It's like, how insane is it? to say that this is like fake, this is fake, this is lie. It's so confusing that you almost feel like you are in an alternative reality there. This is like uh, wow. whatever, uh, the, where the mm, the difference between evil and good are is not existing. You cannot understand us, okay, the, the, who is lying, who is doing what. When I send to my friend a photo of a dead girl, he sent me back a, a, a head that was cut off from a young soldier, Russian soldier. And you know what? Now we're discussing all these details. Details We are inside of insanity that's called war. War shouldn't happen in the first place, but it's already happened. And now we're trying to understand, OK, who is right? And one side saying that it's happened, what's happened and why from their perspective. And another side trying to protect themselves on their, their own land and say their own truth. So anyways, it's all confusing. It's all weird because you wouldn't expect anything like this, like even like uh, 50 years ago. Right now, it's a totally different, different level of uh, war on um, level of information. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. With social media and with technology and the ability to edit and change things and all the um, conversations about what is fake. It's it's fascinating and scary. And I have one more question for you. It sounds like you've painted a picture of a lot of Russian people believing what they see on on the media and believing the narrative that they're told by by their government 
even with sanctions and the pressure of sanctions and how that does some of those sanctions and those pressures trickle down to the people, what is your sense of, of any Russian anger towards the Kremlin or towards Putin? It, the thought of anybody sort of rising up against this existing government, or is that is that sort of not a possibility in your mind? Um, to answer a question, um, I need you to understand what kind of country we have right now. And it's really hard because uh, all your life you probably spend in a country when you um, learn how to value freedom of speech. It's not a case in Russia. And uh, now it got so worse to the point like people afraid to say anything. That's why I'm saying every single person who just stands with the two words and say something, it's a hero for me. Uh, everyone is very scared. And whenever like some people in media here saying, come on, Russians, you know, stand up, do something. I want to tell that, guys, it's very difficult. It's a brutal police government and uh you will be punished for whatever you say even again like in in case of maria Afsanika, we don't see a really huge move or something terrible but um again everyone lives in that fear for their families for the work for the future and i, I don't know how we're gonna fight with this 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 is an open uh question uh, how is it possible to do anything with uh with this kind of evil thing that's a big question for all of us, not just from Russia, for Russia or Ukraine. Anna Colton, thank you so much for your time and your insight. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Just, I have one more thing to say. Yes. You know, the other thing that bothers me here now, it's we um, experiencing a lot of hate for Russians living here. Um, mm. That's a very sad, um, sad experience because, you know, we're not guilty. There are a lot of people who against that uh, regime and people trying to do something. And I just heard recently that there was a it was an accident at school that a girl who she speaks Russian, she was beaten, and then they realized that she actually was from Ukraine. <laughs> you know, there a lot of things people would lose their jobs or whatever have problems just because they're Russians. What we need to understand, we need to stop this hate uh, on whatever on whatever whatever level it is. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's unfair. Uh, not all people are the same. It's difficult to say what you th th think against uh, government, right? So I don't know. It's just, again, it's our conversation. But if you can kind of uh, deliver that message, that would be great. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Anna, thank you so much for your time again. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.